All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is all you need. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Can't firm no say. And I'll never keep it I'll take your photo to the grave. But that ain't even my thing. I just stay at the crossroads, pray. I just pour a little honey from my babe to make a stay. Cause I hate when bay leaves, but I manifest a little with my bay leaves. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me, yeah. So I can't be stopped. Manifested everything, give me props. I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop. Hey, sweet things. Welcome to a little Juju podcast. This is the podcast all about black as spirituality, honoring the ancestors, ourselves, and decolonizing our spiritual practices on our journey to freedom. I am your host, Juju Bay, and I come to this podcast um, as a medium, as a hoodoo practitioner, as an Orisha devotee, as a, a Reiki practitioner, a studier, a lover, and enthusiast of African and indigenous religions, and also, most importantly, a bad bitch witch. And I'm so excited to be back, y'all. Happy August. It is Black August. Put your fists in the air. Black August, I believe, began in the 70s. Um, and basically, Black August is just a month where we honor those people who are black people who are fighting for our freedom, did fight for our freedom, uh, people who are political prisoners. We just honor and are in solidarity uh, with people in the struggle as we move towards our liberation and move in our liberation. So happy Black August or whatever. Um, happy just... New times, July. I don't know about for y'all. July for me was a lot, but not bad a lot. Just like doing a lot, like just doing, doing a lot and also nothing at the same time. I don't know. I was doing a lot of things, like physical things, like being at things, engaging in things. But I feel like in a lot of ways, like spiritual stuff in July was just like, ah, content was like, ah. What's going on? But I feel more settled now. I think it's because it's my birthday. July was my birthday month. Happy late birthday to me. <laughs> um, yeah, that I was just going through all of that. So yeah, I'm excited to be back. I miss y'all. I miss the pod. I miss recording. I miss I miss all of that. So I'm super excited. I've been looking forward to recording like the past few days. Um, of course, if you'd like to keep up with the conversation, you can always hashtag a little juju podcast or hashtag ALJ pod. See who's talking about the pod. See if you can create some community under those hashtags. Um, if you'd like to hear more about, you know, spirituality, ATRs, um, dias- African traditional religions, diasporic religions, the freedom struggle, spiritual movements, you can always reach out to me to come and speak at your school. Um, to do workshops. I have a lot of exciting workshops coming up in August specifically that I'm doing and classes. So y'all don't want to miss those. I'll probably post up. I'll try to remember, you know, of course the same on the podcast, but 
you know, I'll, I'll try to post them on my Patreon, really. Make sure that my patrons at least know what I'm getting into. But I just had so many things I'm working on. And I know it's like kind of been quiet a little bit content-wise. But it's because there's just things in the background that I'm trying to get together, that I'm trying to secure, you feel me? Um, so, yeah, I'm. I, trust me, I'm, I'm creating information and for y'all to have and yes okay just trust that I am um but yeah I've been feeling a lot better I was going through I mean I always have anxiety that's something that I've always lived with but it was really bad I think 2020 most of 2021 my anxiety was wild um wild and I think y'all may have even picked up on some of it in the podcast sometimes and some of the episodes from this year like I just my energy how it was yeah because I was going through it but you know I was I got medicated and what really actually worked not to say that my medication doesn't work because it definitely does but something that I really noticed in my healing was when I started doing EMDR which is like um I actually want to look up because I can't remember. I know it's like eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. But it's basically a form of therapy. It's a form of psychotherapy um, to help like heal your symptoms. It says here of emotional distress and helps alleviate distress. So you're basically looking at sometimes it's a dot. Sometimes it's somebody waving their finger, but your eyes are rapidly going from left to right. And during that, your therapist or the practitioner is like talking you through or asking you to think about what's coming up for you. You know, you may be talking about some difficult topic, some trauma. Um, and as you're doing the rapid eye movements, your brain is also like trying to process some of your trauma and some of the experiences that you have. And then after that, you talk about it with your therapist and then you go back and do another session with the eye movement. I don't know. I was skeptical. I was skeptical. I'm like, how is me looking at some dots? How is me looking at your finger wave left and right? Gonna help me. But it has helped tremendously. And I've only done it twice with my therapist. So I'm very grateful that my therapist is also an EMDR practitioner or whatever. So if you are in therapy or you've been thinking about therapy, I know it sounds weird that you're looking at dots. and But if you're ready to really like get to the core of some stuff and allow your brain to just do the work kind of on its own. I would I would look into EMDR as a a possible healing tool for you if you have like some type of complex, you know, traumas cuz it, it really has helped for me. So yeah, my EMDR has been good. I'm medicated. It's been warm. I love my birthday months, you know, so July was just it really invigorated me. It gave me time to just be reflective, to be inspired, and now I feel just so much better and just ready to 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 share ready to share so you know that's pretty much been what's up with me I mean I have a lot of other things I could say but I'll be trying to I'm trying to try something new of just spreading out because y'all know I could go on and talk and talk about everything going on in my life everything I'm thinking about and everything you know but um I will I will uh just kind of spread everything out but as a 
little peek, one of the things is that I, I'm, I've been having a lot of interactions with my Ghanaian ancestors. Thus, it is taking me down a particular path right now. Um, yeah, so we're going we gonna to see where that goes. But I'll tell you, I have some things coming up I, I want to share with you all later. But yeah, so that's that's what's going on with me. Quick little updates. Uh, my patrons got the the deep updates. <laughs> so of course, if you want to join my Patreon, you can see kind of the life updates I got going on. Things I'm more specifically the things that I'm working on and how you can stay up to date. Uh, so speaking of patrons, let's get into donations. The ways to support and sustain the podcast to keep it afloat to keep me afloat. Um, and then we'll get right into our, our main show. All you need is a little juju. A little juju podcast is written, hosted, and crafted by me, Juju. And this process is a labor of love, but it is labor nonetheless because podcasting ain't free. It takes time, energy, resources, money so that I can pay people to help me. And I'm able to do that because people donate. Um, it is... A few ways to donate to the show. All of them are important. I will start with the monetary ways and then we'll get into the non-monetary ways to support this work. So the first monetary way that I'll mention is through Patreon, which is a site that allows you to contribute to the show monthly. So on the first of the month, Patreon automatically takes out whatever you choose to donate, which will range from one dollar to as many dollars as you want. I have some suggestions on my Patreon and based on the level that you donate is the level of content or things that you'll receive from me via Patreon which includes exclusive deals, videos, sometimes I do readings, sometimes I do workings for specific patrons. It just depends. So big shout out to my newest patrons. We have Casey Gable. Thank you so much for being a patron. We have Ore Olua. Ore Olua. Thank you so much for becoming a patron. Shout out to Nia W. Thank you so much. Shout out to Brittany Neal. Hey, Brittany. Thank you for becoming a patron. Tina Mack, Rel, Danielle, Dajane or Dajanea or Dajania. We're going to say all of those because all of those are ways that you can say your beautiful name and I ain't trying to mess it up. But thank you so much, boo. Shout out to Deja Ison. Thank you for becoming a patron. Shout out to Aaliyah Clark, Leandra Lott, and Yvonne Ross. I appreciate y'all so, so, so much. Thank you for sharing the energy of abundance with me. Thank you for, I don't take it lightly that you share in money, honey. We are in a pandemic. And for you to become a patron of the podcast means a lot to me. And so as you share with me, I share with you. So may you continue to have the resources to do whatever project to be in your passion, to live your best life. I pray that you have the prosperity to do so. I wish you that a hundredfold, tenfold over and over again, um, as you share with me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. And of course, big shout out to those of you who hit me up on the Cash App for a more non-committal way to donate to the show at dollar sign I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E or on my PayPal at thejujubay, T-H-E-J-U-J-U-B-A-E at gmail.com. Big shout outs to those of you who have donated in that way. I say a little prayer for you each time. So thank you.
And if you are interested in the non-monetary ways to donate to the show, which are just as important, shout me out, tag ALJ pod, tag Jujube on social media, put people onto the show, tell them what this podcast is and what it's about. Comment, subscribe so that I pop up when a new episode comes out. So you already are hip and you know, just let people know about the show. You can rate five stars on Apple or whatever platform that you are using and just help me spread the good juju gospel. I appreciate everyone who always tags and tells me they're listening and puts people onto the show. I deeply, deeply appreciate that as well. All that information will be in the show notes. So now let's get back into the show. All you need is a little juju. Oh my God, I definitely did not tell y'all that I um, am doing my first wedding. <laughs> So next podcast, I probably won't get to talk about it because that one has already been recorded, but well, will be being recorded. Um, but the podcast after that, I have to tell y'all how my wedding went. So I'm officiating my first wedding uh, this weekend. Well, when I when y'all hear it, it'll be it'll have passed already. But as you're hearing it now, this weekend I'm officiating a wedding in South Carolina on the beach. This is my first time. I'm still shocked that anyone would ever ask me to <laughs> officiate their wedding. But shout out to my boo, Janae, um, for thinking of me. But yeah, so your girl's an officiant. So let's add that to the to the resume. If you would like me to officiate weddings, that is also what I'm able to do. Reverend Pastor Juju, you already know. So yeah, I wanted to share that too because I'm just so excited. I'm nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to mess anything up. I just hope everything goes smoothly. I know that it will, but you know, first time jitters. So yeah, I just want to share that with y'all because yeah, so feel free to ask me how the wedding went. I probably will have already posted, but feel free to ask. Uh, okay, let's get into our next segment. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so our next segment today still doesn't have a name, but we're going to call today She Reads. <laughs> That's really corny, but Juju Reads, Juju Reads a book, Juju's books, book, book things. Okay, so today's book that we're going to talk about is The Healing Wisdom of Africa. So I have not finished this book. Um, this is actually the book that we're reading in our book club. Levon, Pastor Bay, we know Pastor Bay from episode, I don't remember, but we know Pastor Bay. She was in two episodes. Um, so Levon and I have a book club on our Patreon. There's a lot going down on the Patreon, y'all. Tap in. We're reading this book, The Healing Wisdom of Africa, Finding Life Purpose Through Nature, Ritual, and Community by, by Elder Malidoma Patrice Somme. This book is so bomb. Um... It's so profound. It really stretches you to think, I think particularly as a black person of the diaspora, black American person. I mean, Elder uh, Somme is is from Burkina Faso. I don't know how to say Burkina Faso in West Africa. Um, and his name literally means to befriend the stranger. Um, and he talks about in this book and also his other books, which are amazing. 
what his experience was living in West Africa. He's of the Dagara people and colonialism and the white Christians, Catholics coming in and just that whole experience that he's had just kind of living, being from, you know, West Africa, being of the Dagara nation of people and then having to interact with this very violent um, Catholic, Catholic missionaries and the forced colonialism of his people, the forced learning of, of new language, the forced rejection of his own indigenous beliefs. Um, it just, it just talks about that, um, and his experiences. So he refers to a lot of that in the healing wisdom of Africa and also just talks about some Dagara beliefs, uh, the importance of ritual and, um, you y'all may have heard me talk about the spirit of intimacy, which is another book that I love, which is which was by uh, Sobonfu Some, who is his departed wife, who has transitioned. She's also an amazing writer, an amazing book. And Levon and I did a book club on a book study of that particular book too. So now we're on the healing wisdom of Africa. So just to plug again, if you want to join that and talk about it with us, we meet monthly. That's on the Patreon, patreon.com slash jujubay. But uh, I want to talk about, on page 15, just something that stuck out to me from the book club that I was like, I just want to see where this sits in people's spirits. Because I don't know why this particular quote really shook me. So this is page 15. This is the intro, beloveds. Um... Again, remind ourselves that his name, his birth name is to befriend the stranger and the enemy. Okay. Actually, let's start here. It became clear to me that if I was to become the friend of the stranger enemy, it was necessary to become skilled in articulating indigenous meaning so that it might resist dismissal at the hands of modern discursive logic. I do not know if I can ever be successful at this, but I know it is a challenge that is always fresh and ready to be tackled once again. Here go the part. I have gradually come to understand that one thing Western and indigenous people share is the fact that both have elected to live here on earth and are thus subject to the spirit of the earth. By this, I simply mean that indigenous and Western peoples are actually children of the same spirit, living in the same house they call Earth. No matter what they do to torture each other, the dysfunctional relationship of modern and indigenous peoples is symptomatic of a craving to share love for each other that is deeply buried in our psyches, a craving so alive that it is compelled to struggle through the rubble of division, power conflicts, and fear to express itself. Um, so what does that mean? What he's talking about is through his studies, I mean, this is an esteemed, well-respected elder in the tradition, in ACRs, very well-respected. He talks about that indigenous people and Western folks we are of the same spirit of earth. We both, we all chose 
to be here at this specific time in these specific ways to have these specific experiences with each other. Um, So no matter what we do to each other, and no matter what type of dysfunction that we have, he suggests that it's really a desire for us to be understanding of one another, but that is deeply buried in our psyches and that we are basically just in dysfunctional relationships with each other when we need to move from that place of understanding of, of love of essentially almost saying that one cannot exist without the other. And I think that's really hard for me to think about because when we think about the atrocities that that just happen on earth, when we think about the oppression, when we think about the pain, it's so hard to think that or to say that somewhere deep in that is love or that there's a, a desire to understand when there's just been so much trauma that has been inflicted on a lot of different people. Um, but he talks about that, that division is, is the, is fear that it is fear. And I'm not, I guess I don't reject it completely, but it just makes me think really hard. Like, and I think it can get from me, that it's just the it's just um it's just something that I've been thinking about, you know. Because sometimes I think it's kind of weird when we say like, really, all this is about is love. We just gotta love each other. Da, da, da. It's like, yeah, maybe, but how do you even get to that? How do we get to that? <laughs> how do we get to that? But I think you know, he would probably say to read the rest of the book because the very next sentence is the purpose of this book is not only to promote understanding between Western and indigenous cultures, but also to show how the indigenous world and its wisdom might heal many of the spiritual and emotional problems from which Western civilization suffers. So essentially he is saying that the West is ill and there are indigenous beliefs, ideas that can help heal. And that's a lot of my work. So that's why I really love Elder Somme because it's again just our elders uplifting things from the past to help us heal in a western world where a lot of our indigenous beliefs ideas were stripped or hidden in a particular way so bringing light to those but yeah it's just that whole thing about like we all elected to live here that we're all of the same spirit the thing that made us Made them, and that made them, made us. So, like, what do we do with that now? You know, just things to ponder, you know, just things to ponder. But, yeah, I just wanted to to read that quote, and we're going to be digging deep into it. We've dug into a lot more. Um, if you want to be a part of our study and these conversations Feel free to join the Patreon. It's from my Juju Bay tier and my Babbage Witch tier. And get the book, of course. And we read a chapter a month. 
and it it's we we be for two hours and it's it's just so good. So yeah, if you're interested, if you like pondering, if you like learning about indigenous culture and how we can help how we can help heal, I imagine you like that because you listen to this podcast. Um the Somays are really good authors to get. Um but yeah, of water and spirit is is good too. So that's all, y'all. That was my my she reads vibe, my she reads <laughs> moment. Uh, and let us go into our next seg. You know what's really funny? All is you that need is like, a little juju. Oh, through this episode, like <laughs> I say that now, that episode gonna be hella long. But I'm like, it's 24 minutes. Is this give? Am I about to be a 30? Am I about to be a 45 minute podcast, girl? I think that's ideal. Because I realize, I'm going to stop rambling, then I'm going to get to the topic. I really be saying a lot. Like, I be saying a lot in my episodes. Like, a lot. I've been told I say a lot. And not necessarily that it's bad, but that there's just a lot of information in one. And what if I just broke it up? Like, what if I just don't say everything (laughs) at every moment, but just wait, pause, say one thing here, wait two weeks and say something else? That's kind of what I've been trying to do a little bit more, too. Just to... Just to just to let it let it percolate, cause I know I be dropping shit sometimes, and it be like, hold up, wait, and then I just drop something else, and then it's like, wait, <laughs> I've been told that at least. So, um, if this is giving a forty-five minute episode, I have reached my peak, <laughs> peak podcasting, cause I'm being concise and I'm and I'm I'm spreading the love. I'm spreading the love. All you need is a little juju. Um, okay, but anyway, so as you know, let's talk about, let's talk about Hex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about Bubbles and who isn't a pretty Ricky. <laughs> let's talk about Hex, baby. Also, we can't say that without. Oh, uh, I know some of y'all are probably like pretty Ricky girl, salt and pepper. What? No, I know. I'm just. I grew up in pretty Ricky era, but I know. Let's talk about sex, baby. But let's talk about hex, baby. Okay. So I've done an episode about hexes before. This is not the first time that I've brought up hexes, mentioned hexes, um, went into detail about certain things for hexes. Um, the last episode was, uh, don't be hexing all willy nilly, but I made that episode. That gotta be a 2019 joint or early 2020. So that's a little old. So we, I wanted to do an update because I think a lot of things that I've said before, it's not that I still don't believe them, but I'm in a different place. I'm getting older. So sometimes I think it's just good for me to like go back into the archives and just address um, and just talk about new things, new ideas that I have. So I would imagine... I. You know, feel free to go and listen to the uh, "Don't Be Hexing All Willy Nilly," but now this is our this is our second hex episode. So let's start off with something simple. What the hell is a hex? What's a hex? So you know, I love a research uh, vibe. So hexes are it's taken from the German word hexe, <laughs> hexe, um, and it it means a spell or bewitchment. And I found this site that I thought was very interesting because it broke down the different types of hexes 
and um, or curses they called them there. And I like I like how they broke them up. So we could also I also give a definition of curse. So curse is a kind of magic witchcraft, quote unquote, the practice of influencing the people, objects, events, and physical phenomena by means of the paranormal or occult that is generally not undergoing verification by the scientific method. Um, these terms can also refer to practice by some to recourse to the said influence and to the beliefs that explain the many events and phenomena within magic. Um, Okay, I don't know about that. But, you know, curses. Um, fuck you up. <laughs> their thoughts, their ideas. They are spells, as the girls call them. Works. Words used to shake somebody off their path. That is how I would describe a curse or a hex. Um, they can be done by skilled practitioners or somebody who doesn't know shit. And there's different kinds of hexes. Now, based on, I'm going to put the slides that I found this on. Someone did a whole presentation on, on curses. <laughs> so shout out to you. Cause I'm about to use, I think that your definition is really good. So curse types, they say family curses, so these are curses that are thrown on entire families. That is pretty self-explanatory. Um, we can see that even biblically. Ooh. Do I have a link about this? Because this is not in those slots, but it makes me think about with family curses um, you know, in the Bible, um, it, I cannot remember the, the scripture, but basically God put what the Bible says that families are cursed, like for the, for the sin of your parents, the children gets that curse too. So if your parents or your family was out here doing wild shit, your children going to be cursed. Your great-grandchildren going to be cursed. Um, so that's a, an example of a family curse. I know the Bible girls are like, girl, that is that is a fiction. So <laughs> whatever it is. I can't remember, but I know my Bible a little bit. And I know that they said that somewhere. Hold on. I'm about to find this shit. Give me a second, because I know what I know what I'm talking about. Okay, boom. Exodus 34-7. Uh, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. The word of the Lord, y'all. So that is that could be seen as a family curse. But also when we think about, you know, people say like back in the day, somebody did juju on the, the sisters, 
of the firstborn child and all of them could never keep a job. That's because somebody put a curse on them, a hex on them. You know, you may have heard of stories like that in your own family or from someone else's family or from elders or whoever. Be like, oh, yeah, that, that side of family got cursed. Or, yeah, the first son born out of every blah, 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 always, you know, had an addiction issue or something like that. So some people attribute those kinds of experiences um as you know family curses or maybe even generational so there's also personal curses right so you're throwing and that's one of a, a term that people use to throw meaning that they're throwing something probably quote unquote negative um so you're throwing on a, an individual so i don't like what you did to me i feel like you crossed me i feel like you may have hurt me so now i'm going to throw and you know, curse this individual person. So they also have here mother. So a curse thrown by a mother on her child. That's deep. Um, but uh, that makes sense. I think it's easy to curse anybody. Mothers curse their children. So that's one. They have the national curse. I appreciated that they added that. So it says the nation or a tribe is cursed. I wonder what nation or tribe is cursed. I always say we gonna curse land, honey. So you know the nation. <laughs> I would, I would suggest that there are nation, there are tribes, and within the U.S., for example, that are cursed. Perhaps the U.S. being cursed. Um, but yeah, so just a tribe on a large group of people or land. So state, so cursed social conditions, your own curse. So curses thrown on yourself. It says as a form of punishment. Um, whether it's punishment or we just not try to punish ourselves, but sometimes we curse ourselves. That's a real thing. That's possible. Um, they say house curses. So throwing curses on someone's home, saying that their home isn't safe. I hope no money come through your door. I hope, you know, people break in every day. That's a, that's a curse on someone's home. And then a penal curse. So a curse as a form of punishment. So for offenses done, um, by a skillful, this says, quote unquote, magician. So somebody who was out here not living right, somebody's out here and they're not getting justice, what they need to be getting justice for. They're doing things that are just heinous within the world. I'm going to personally take this up and make sure that this person receives justice and lives whatever horrible life that I decide because that is the curse that I will put upon that person. So it's really, it's extremely broad, right? There's so many different kinds of curses. There's so many different people who can do curses. There's so many different types of hexes. Um, And I will say, well, I'll say this first. I was thinking about this last night when I was high. A lot of the public facing rejection from black folks, I'm talking throughout the diaspora, continental Africans, um, Caribbean folks, the way that they talk often publicly about juju, obia, voodoo, whatever you want to call it, is negative. It's this is bad. This is evil. This is not right. It's you have to stay away from it. And I think and of course, you know that I think that colonialism and, you know, white you know, Puritanism, you know, domination is what contributes to many black people feeling like 
uh, Juju was bad, quote unquote, Juju was evil. And I don't think it's just colonialism that contributed to that. I think, well, I guess one could argue my next point is a child of colonialism, but we have to recognize that a lot of niggas don't fuck with Juju and call it evils because they've seen the power or at least heard from a trusted source in their family, the power of a hex. They've seen what a real hex can do, how it can mess up a home, a family, a life, a relative, your health, your spirit, your body, your money. So they like, oh, nah, we don't do that juju shit. We not touching that. That's bad. Sure, that is a product of colonialism, but it's also the product of the power behind a curse. Niggas know what that curse is. Niggas know what what a curse can do. Niggas know what a curse can do. So part of me is like, you know, I I don't really blame a lot of elders and not even just elders, but people in general being like, oh, that's evil. That's, that's demonic. Uh, 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 that's bad. Cause a lot of times those same people who say that have a story about a hex that fucks somebody up. So hexes are not, I, I share that because hexes are not light. They're not just little things that we do. Oh, I don't like how this bitch looked at me. I'm going to do like, it can, it can be that, but I think that it is a large contribution to why a lot of people, black folks specifically stay away from spiritual, particular kinds of spirituality from African traditional religions, from hoodoo, from all of that. Cause they know it's not something to play with. Cause again, they have seen or heard about how a hex done hit somebody. Okay. So I talk about this as a very serious practice. Um, and I think that people have been hexing for, for as long as people have been living. I mean, I hate to, well, I don't hate to always go back to the Bible, but I just think it's just a, a ref, a, a commonly understood reference point, whether you grew up Christian or not, you know, we hear about Adam and Eve, the first motherfuckers on the damn land was cursed (laughs) not the first niggas god ever made and he cursed them that i'm fucking weak (laughs) christianity a key so my man's cursed the first niggas he made Cause Eve ate the apple of blah blah blah. So I, I say that cursing is is is, is old. It's old. It's old. You know, it's, it's it's in a lot of religious texts, the popular known religious texts, the Abrahamic texts. It's all there. All you need is a little juju. And you know, our, our ancestors hexed and, and cursed out of necessity. I would think. Uh, because, you know, when you are experiencing, again, colonialism, there's colonization, you're trying to keep yourself safe, you recognize that there are some kinds of injustices happening, you have to fight the enemy, you have to stop the enemy, you have to end the enemy, you have to do whatever it is that you have to do to 
preserve, to preserve yourself, to preserve your home, to preserve your family, to preserve your people, to preserve your tribe, to preserve your nation, you know, all the different things that can be attacked through a hex. So, you know, I, I've talked about often different, uh, different, um, events throughout history that our ancestors had to revolt, rebel, uh, fight. And a lot of those had to include hexes. You know, we have to hex the Germans. We have to hex the French. We have to hex the British. We have to do this so that we're safe to protect ourselves. Um, but then of course we also have those examples of, and you can find these stories about this too. Well, you know, Miss Sadie, Miss Sadie husband, (laughs) <laughs> used to be out in them streets and he had a mistress down the street and Miss Sadie that went to a root worker. She went to a conjure man named Dot. And 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 nobody, everybody knew when you went to Dot, it wasn't going to be good. And so when she went to Dot, his mistress just fell out dead, passed, just just went out dead. And we all knew that, that Miss Sadie and, and her husband never cheated again. Like, <laughs> those are real things too. Those are real things, too, that still happen to this day, to this day, to this day. So so there's a lot of different ways to engage with hexing. And I want to be clear, I'm not uh, an anti-hex person. I'm not love and light. I don't subscribe to Wicca or any other belief system that condemns... um, protecting yourself or just stopping someone in their tracks from, from being messy. So I don't, I think I've hexed, I've hexed multiple people. (laughs) I've hexed multiple people. Okay. Some very much deserving, very much deserving. You feel me? People who are, you know, trigger warning, for all the shit, pedophiles, I've hexed pedophiles, I've, I've hexed rapists, I've hexed um, police officers who have terrorized black people. Um, I've done that work. I have also, particularly very early in my spiritual journey, when I learned that I had some power, when I saw it for myself, oh, I was hexing bitches left and right. You, how? Why are you talking to me like that? You're going in a pot. They didn't go in a pot, but that's also another term people use. Like you go in a pot, like you get in hex, you get in that left hand, baby. Um, so I was hexing bitches left and right, no shade. And I realized the seriousness of it. And so I I got out of my just being hex happy because I think everyone, not, I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people go through hex happy phases and stages once they learn they have power, once they know that hex work or left hand work, I'm going to start calling it left hand work, that left hand work is a gift that certain people have. Some people are really good at it, <laughs> really Really, really good at it, which is why them little jokes be like, who do voodoo because I need somebody turned into a roach. That's because people have been turned into roaches. <laughs> That's because people have been turned into bats. Okay? People have seen it. Okay? So, 
once with skilled practitioners and people who have the gift of curse work. Some people have very strong left hands. But I think in getting hex happy, it's just too much. You know, you're new. A lot of times it's when you're new in your journey, you, you realize you got a couple of juju. You really, you realize you got a strong left hand and you just start wilding out. You just, okay, you picking fights. It's like you want somebody to smack. It's like you waiting for somebody to smack you so you can just knock them down into the ground. That's what I was doing. And it was too much. It was uncalled for. Um, but it was what I had to go through at the time and I get it and I realize it and I saw the strength of my stuff on certain people and I was like, Ooh, okay, 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 okay. So I wouldn't say that I do a lot of curse work now, mostly because, um, I don't need to, if I need to, you know where I'm at. I'll take your photo to the grave. Okay. But that ain't even my thing. The gag is it is my thing. But I'm I be cool most of the time. I'm good. I'm good for the most part. But if I have to put a left hand, you know what? I yeah. You feel me? So that's that. That's my personal feelings on hexing. So when is it okay to hex? I think that's a very personal choice. Because I know some people say, you know, they don't hex. They don't want the quote-unquote karma that comes with it. They don't want the energy. What I think they say in some different spiritual traditions, maybe Wicca, like the threefold rule or don't stop me the line. But yeah, the threefold and what you put back is going to come back to you harder, three times harder. So you don't hex because then you're going to get blown with a hex back at you. Um, you know, I don't subscribe to that. Now I do subscribe to what you put out, you get, I very much subscribe to that. So on a very basic level in saying that, sure, that would mean if I put out some bad juju, I'm start throwing at an individual or entity or people, I'm gonna get that shit back. Battle, the power of energy is so powerful and strong. It can be manipulated that people, quote unquote, girls love the word transmute, honey, but can transmute whatever that is and bring it back to me and turn it into resources and turn it into money and turn it into opportunity and turn it into love and turn it into uh, sex and turn it into whatever I want to turn it into. So, yes, I believe what you put out comes back, but I don't always think that it comes back in the same way. I don't think that it has to. So... That's not, that viewpoint doesn't deter me from doing any type of particular work. I hope that makes sense. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's a very personal choice. Some choose to go to practitioners and workers who have strong left hands to do that work for them. Some people prefer to do it on their own. I'm a both and girl. (laughs) I think sometimes you, it depends on what the situation requires of you. Again, I really caution folks from being hex happy. I really caution you from going online and seeing how to hex somebody and you're going and doing that because you don't know. And there's literally stories of people having tied some stuff up and put it in the, and they, they was wound up not okay from trying to hex. So it's not, again, it's not something frivolous. Again, remember it's, it's why a whole bunch of black people don't fuck with Juju. (laughs) So it's not small. It's not small. Uh, and it, there's a lot of caution that that needs to be taken. One shout out to thick 
is it thick Drian? I think I might've wrote it down on thick Adrian on Twitter. Cause I asked like, what do y'all want me to talk about with hexes? And Thick Drian was like getting ancestral approval. And that's why I wanted to shout Thick Drian out because that's so, so, so true. Like the ancestral approval is so important for me. If my ancestors say I can do my work, if I can take a photo to the grave, I will do it. Oh, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I love, again, I love left-hand work. It just takes a lot of energy. And you got to clean up. It just be a lot. But I love it. I love it. <laughs> I really do. Like, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate. So I really love left hand work. But I will never do it if my ancestors say no. One time, this person did something so heinous, not to me, but I just learned about what they would do. I mean, horrible. Like, any, something that you, it's something disgusting that we all feel is disgusting. I don't even want to trigger nobody and say what it was. And I asked my ancestors, I was like, y'all support me. I'm about to put this motherfucker in the dirt. And they was like, nope. Don't do it. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I didn't inquire why. I was just kind of like, but this nigga, he, and they was like, nope. And I didn't. Now, I might have did some little other stuff, but I didn't curse because they said, no, they're not going to help me do that for whatever reason. I ain't question why. I was kind of like, that's weird. But I don't know the, the ins and outs of what they saw. Maybe at the time I wasn't super skilled. So it could have been something that was too big for me. Let's talk about that. Either way, I trusted my ancestors. I divined on it. So I would encourage folks to divine. That's that one. <laughs> Make sure that that's something that you feel you need to be doing. Do you have even the power and the ancestral or spiritual support to do this work? Okay. Um, going back to having the power. Also, LOL, this episode not about to be no 45 minutes. Tried it. <laughs> Tried it. You. Okay. This is no shade. I'm saying this because I care about you, baby. And I want, I want you to feel protected. I know that there's a lot of people, young people, young people. I'm a young person, but I'm talking about young people. My baby's listening. My baby witches and my, just my new people and my teens, you know, Gen Z, y'all love to, Hex, hex white supremacy. I love the hex, the, the state, the government, the, the, the police, the poll department. And Auntie TT Juju is not saying do not do that. But I am saying, do you have the power to withstand to hex all of white supremacy? How do you do that? What? What a tea light candle on the, over the words white supremacy might not hit like how you think it hit. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying y'all get together, but start, be realistic. Now, if you have divine on your spirit told you, you can do that fine. But I'm saying don't, don't bring a knife to a gun. Don't, I don't know. Know your enemy. Know the type of spiritual protections and shit that 
you're dealing with because you don't want that to blow back on you. And now you looking simple. And now you done basically hexed yourself. Because you're trying to hex an entire entity with a lot of spiritual protection and safety. Because you're trying to hex a government. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm just saying, like, be skilled, be mindful, be thoughtful. Because you don't want to hurt yourself. Again, very serious work. I'm going to keep saying over and over again. And it's not just wanting to throw curses at entities. It's throwing curses at um, people. People, too. You don't know... Who is walking with whose spirits? You don't know what type of protection people have. What's that one song? But I had a praying grandmother. You don't know how many people who, you don't know who got a praying grandmother who's praying down over their protection and anything you send to them is given very much. I'm rubber, stick to glue. Whatever you say to me, going to bounce off and stick to you. Like, Very much boomerang energy. So again, getting approval before you move forward because sometimes we want to, people be trying it. I know. Oh, trust me. Trust me. I know. People be motherfucking trying it, baby. And I know that hexes and curses are good to address the people that be trying it because people always want to try it and you need to protect yourself and uh you know i'm a black woman i don't always have that many protections around me so yes you got to take things into your own hands beloved i agree and you don't you you might not know what somebody working with you don't know if they got another worker so be mindful of that not to say don't do it but You may need to get your protection work up before you start throwing at others. Okay? There's there's caution that needs to be taken. Is this the proper move? Is it time now? Is it time today? Do I need to leave this other person alone? What are some potential consequences that I could face uh, from doing this hex? And also, if you're sensitive like me, when I throw, again, which is not often, but it, it does exist. Um, sometimes I feel bad because I know. Oh, okay, how deep? I'm, I can't tell y'all all the tea because I just cannot. I'm also going to share some things I want to say that I don't think I should share publicly on my Patreon. I'm going to write, I write articles every month for my patrons, for my jujubes and bad bitch witches. I'm going to write an article, I think, to elaborate more on the hexing. But I'm saying this to say that one time someone did something horrible, horrendous. I was like, ancestors, I'm going to fuck this bitch. Ancestors said, you got it, dude. We support you. We got you. They wildin'. They wildin'. And long story short, this person was not okay. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but. And when I learned that this person was not okay, I don't know if they're okay now. 
Um, I was like, oh, shit. And it, I'm not going to say it messed me up because it did what it, it gave what it was supposed to give. But I don't even know if I was fully ready to even accept that my left hand was that strong. Um, nobody died. I ain't gonna buy. Okay, T- to my knowledge, I ain't, I ain't did none of that. But you have to even be prepared emotionally to see the the manifestation of your work. So if you ain't ready for that, you doing little shit. Somebody just crossed you, and you just want to be mad, and you want to throw. And then next thing you know, they in a car accident in the hospital. Now you you crying. Now you crying because you feel bad. Cause I ain't mean to do all that. I just, I just didn't want her talking to my nigga no more. Like I didn't mean to. Then you gonna have that's a form of preparation. Um. So just you know, be mindful. Now, how do we know that we've been hexed? How do we know? How do we know? Uh, uh the first way. I would say is divination. Divination is always a good reputable with a reputable practitioner. Get a reading. You may feel like you might be hexed or there could be some issue. Get a reading to get it confirmed. Now, um, and, and don't be afraid to, to ask about that or whatever. I mean, I think, not to go off, but it just popped in my head and I want to say it. There there are different beliefs and belief systems of how people feel about hexing. And so a lot of people in, in Orisha tradition, I notice actually, I wouldn't say are anti, well, I would, I would say are mostly anti-hexing because from my experiences in different houses and Elays and just from people I know different houses and Elays, I wouldn't say that hexing is something that is like a a first order of business. Like it's not something that you would jump to first. You would probably ask your Orisha to protect you first. You would ask your Agungun to protect you. You would do some ritual. You would have to do a sacrifice to make sure that you're good. You would send some things back. You would ask Ogun to cut the ties. You know, so it's not, I notice in that tradition, I wouldn't say that that's like, it's not a super strong left hand tradition. In my experience, I think people see Palo as a left-hand tradition, though I think it is uh, extremely um, inaccurate, um, maybe even disrespectful to consider Palo, Palo Mayombe, Palo Monte. That's another one I can't think of right now. As just this is, it's just about curse work. It's just about left hands. It's just about putting people in pots. Like it's not. But if you need to go, <laughs> and I think that's for a lot of, I think that's for a lot of, of different uh, traditions. And specifically, I know in one of the sort of laws, ideas, tenets, I can't think of what it would be called, in Ifa specifically, you're not supposed to enact harm onto another. First, you're not supposed to initiate harm onto another person. So, understand that as if you're not initiating it you do what you gotta do to protect yourself and that is what I would definitely say 
in a re- you do what you got to do to protect yourself. But you're not out here. It's not jumping to curse work, curse work, curse work that I think in some other traditions it may not be as... It may be like, bitch, curse some what? <laughs> like how our ancestors was throwing voodoo. Throwing hoodoo left and right. They sure were for, for valid reasons and petty. When Miss Sadie wanted to kill her as his mistress, like all of that. All of that. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just want to bring that up. So let's go back. My mind everywhere to how do we know that we've been hexed? So first I said asking a reading. Second thing is, so we have a norm. You know, we have no everyday norms. We have ways that we normally feel, ways that our days typically go. Um, not to say that things don't happen that are horrible or things don't happen that are great, that are outliers. But typically, I would say we have, we pretty much know how we, how our days are going to be, how we're going to feel. Even if you have like depression or something, you know what your depression feels like. You know how it is to be in your depression. Sometimes you can know when you've been hexed, when that don't, when that, when your normal sense of self and experiences just seems off and not like, oh, I'm going through a little season right now or uh, stuff, you know, I'm having a bad day, but like a consistent, like, I know what anxious me feels like. This is some other shit. And there's nothing I can pinpoint in my life specifically that has happened to make me feel like I have this other shit that can point to a kind of hex or curse, possibly. Um, so you're just not, something is just off. Or if you notice something in your family, as we said earlier, those kind of familiar or generational curses, um, you know, I noticed that my mother and her mother and her mother and her mother all experienced this particular thing. And I'm experiencing it now. Is that something that could potentially be the result excuse me, of some type of generational hexal curse? And maybe. Uh, sorry, y'all. I had to pause. I mean, y'all know, but... Somebody was at my door and it was a neighbor and he was trying to clean up the weeds from my front of my house, which is necessary. So we was just talking and he was really cool. Shout out to Shorty. Shout out to Mr. Shorty. Um, but I've been talking to him and came back. I'm like, I have to go record. <laughs> and um, I'd have forgot where, where I was or my next points I wanted to make. Um, but uh, I did hop on Twitter and I had asked, you know, what, what people wanted me to ask about. And I'm sorry to talk about when it came to hexes. And um, so we talked about already, you know, when is it okay to hex? We talked a little bit about some consequences, sometimes things bouncing back, the hex not landing, us not being powerful enough. So that's why we want to get a spiritual approval before we do left hand works. Um, and, you know, is it is it the proper move? Of course, there's always some alternatives, protection works, reversal works, um, beating the ass. You feel me? Like, let's talk about it. No one's fighting anymore. No one's putting hands on each other no more. <laughs> I'm not advocating for violence, nor am I advocating for nonviolence. I'm just talking. I'm just speaking. And I'm saying sometimes people be so quick to throw. Some people just need their ass beat. But. Really, some people just need to, some people just need to pull up, like not necessarily 
beating their ass, but talk. You can talk to people. Not everybody. You can't talk to everybody, but you can talk to some people. I think sometimes people overly rely on the spiritual protections because they can because it creates space between you and the target. Um, and I, I get that. And I think it's necessary. That's why we do have spiritual works, because sometimes we don't get the physical protection. We don't have our allies, but we have the spiritual allies. And I think that if we overly rely on that, then we lose our ability to um, know how to punch somebody in the mouth. <laughs> just kidding. But the, or or to even just communicate or to pull up, you know, and say things or ask people questions or you know, whatever, slide some ideas like, Hey, I think about this. You feel me? Or call them. Maybe not their DMs, but you know, that's my point. Um, again, let me say, I don't, I'm not anti, I'm not an anti-hexer. I am a hexer. And a lot of the things that we feel and the just, I don't do that. It's low vibrational, you know, first of all, do you, I don't really care like what you decide to do at the end of the day. If you feel like that's low vibrational, maybe that is quote unquote low vibrational to quote unquote you. It is not quote unquote low vibrational to everybody. So if it's not your jam, mamas, do your little protections, do your reversals. But if it is, just be cautious um, and know what you're getting yourself into. Are you doing a small hex? Are you writing somebody's name on the toilet paper and then wiping your ass after you take a shit and throwing it down the toilet? Or are you taking somebody to the grave? Okay, write that down. I just gave you. I just... DJ Clue, bomb. Just gave y'all something. Pay attention. But, um,. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit more into detail about some the alternatives on how to do them on the Patreon. I just can't say everything on a podcast. Um, and, and breaking hexes. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to break hexes, but I think that's going to be a part of my article. I write about some of the herbs that people use to break hexes, um, some of the things that can be done. Um you know, to confirm, but I will, of course, uplift protection, protection, protection is good. We like, we love preventative measures. So even if you felt like someone is hexing, you was trying to hex you, you might not even know about it. You might not even feel it. I know sometimes I can tell when someone's throwing, I can just tell, I can tell when people throw at me. I can tell when people speak negatively about me. I'm a powerful dreamer. I be seeing shit all the time. So, you know, no one's really that slick (laughs) when it comes to me. Um, but because of my protection work and whatever, I got a praying grandmother. Sometimes I know when little things are happening, I'm like, oh, somebody is really going hard trying to, trying to mess me up, honey. Somebody is trying to, they tried to kill your favorite, (laughs) your favorite bitch. I make so many pop culture references. (laughs) Um, but I stub my toe. Or I had somebody break in my car two weeks ago. They didn't take anything. They didn't break anything. I don't even know how they got in the car. Maybe I left it unlocked, child. Hexing myself. They rummaged through my shit, didn't take nothing. I don't keep nothing in my car. So I was like, see, it was a whole bunch of little shit happening. I was like, oh, I feel like somebody's trying it with me right now. But I'm not too bothered because I stubbed my toe. Okay, that lasted 45 seconds. Okay, someone broke in my car. They didn't steal anything. They didn't break a window. They didn't break a door. They didn't, they, they just pulled some papers out and realized I don't carry shit in there. Um, And like, maybe I was like running late for something, you know, but 
that's not my normal day. Those types of things don't happen to me. So I could tell that it was some spiritual stuff. And I checked. They're like, yeah, take a little spiritual bath. Go about your day, girl. Do a reversal. Go about your day. You know, say a prayer of protection. Go about your day. So I always recommend people saying prayers of protection. Um, and and being careful to not hex you, to not hex yourself. What do I mean by that? We speak negatively over ourselves all the time. You know, we say we're not smart, we're not funny, no one loves us, you know, we are ugly, no one will ever listen to our podcast, no one cares about your work, people think you're a piece full of shit, like, you know, we say that. And to some extent, when you start to say those things out loud over and over again, you do start to believe them. They were already in your head as an, as an idea. You've spoken it into the world. You created the energy, the vibrations in the daggone atmosphere from your mouth to say those things about yourself. And you just and then you hear yourself say that, and it just becomes a very, very toxic cycle. Those kinds of things are what we call a self-hex. So you are cursing yourself. You tell yourself no one likes you, and that is what you will believe. That is what you will find examples for in your life that is what everything that happens like it's because no one likes me that's why I don't have anything because nobody likes me and we know that's not true nobody nothing but you don't curse yourself so much that you have created a new reality for yourself you've even changed what your eyes see your experiences you think everything is because nobody likes you and child ain't nobody it might be some people who don't like you but it ain't everybody and people don't even be worried about you. You know, sometimes I feel like we think we under these hexes that I'm not denying. But a lot of people who are out here throwing, I would say, don't know how to throw unless they've seen a practitioner. They've hired somebody who they know can throw. These people, if you protected these people's little candles, they not throwing nothing. They, they don't know how to do all of it. I had a friend one time was so scared. Like, oh my, I can't do this because I just know you're going to I'm like, this person doesn't even know how to do that. This person won't do, why are you so afraid? Like that's, n- I mean, you never, you know, you never second guess. You never second guess the enemy. But the point is like, sometimes I think we give people too much power. We think that someone was able to create this reality in our life through their hex. And most people, I would argue, ain't got it like that. So be ruining your whole life off them praying over a tea light. I just, but they might got it like that. But then your responsibility is to protect yourself, send it back, or, well, again, I'll say protect yourself being heavy on your preventative work, on your protection work. So that stuff just rubber like glue bounce off to them goes back to you. will bounce off you, go back to them. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I have a lot more I could talk about, a lot more to say. It's giving article because I don't want this to be too, this episode to be too long because I said I was going to be a quick girl and we're already at a minute 11, but I think this is a good conversation to have. Um, if you want to talk more about hexes, let's let's take it, let's take it to the payee, let's take it to the Patreon uh, for my juju base and BBWs and uh let's because I think it's important I think it's necessary I think 
um, we be scared of things we shouldn't be scared of and maybe not scared enough of things we should be. Um, but again, you do not have to feel bad for keeping yourself safe, protecting yourself and stopping people who are trying to harm you in their tracks from harming you. Don't get too hex happy, but don't feel like you can't do what you got to do. That's how I feel about the situation. One. Oh, you know, I, let me mention this real quick. Because um, I think I think it's important to say, at least to understand and give some understanding of how people actually conduct Texas. So there's so many different ways. I'm not going to go into like very, you know, deep detail. But when you think about... Um, it, depend, it depends on what you're trying to do, right? What are you trying to impact of your target? Um, so what, what ideas or ingredients or acts do you think that you could do to kind of tra- to transmit that energy onto that individual? But that's how we do workings in general, right? It's not just for hexes. We have some type of personal concern of that individual, so that we can channel it on them, whether it's healing, love, and light, and juju, and money, or it's not that, or it's the exact opposite of that. So, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to stop there, because this is a public platform. Um, but I still hope that you gain some knowledge and information we're gonna talk about it more on the page in the call in the in the article. Um, but that's my view, my take on hexes. Let's talk about hex baby. Um, and I just want y'all to be safe, prepared, and have some of the background before you start throwing your left hand, if you so deem that necessary. Okay, okay. And thank okay. you all so much for tuning into another episode of A Little Juju Podcast. If you would like to keep up with me, you know you can find me on the Grizzam, Instagram at I-T-S-J-U-J-U-B-A-E. I'm also it's Jujube on Twitter. You can also find me at A Little Juju Podcast, spelled out just like it sounds, like the title of the show. On um, Instagram, I have that page. Um, follow my YouTube channel. Hit me up on my website for some Reiki. Email me about officiating. Email me about sponsorships. Uh, email me about media stuff. All of that. Um, did y'all see my little Vogue feature? Just see that. Uh, but anyway, appreciate y'all so much. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. And remember, all you need is a little juju. Watch that left hand, baby. See ya. Cause I hate when Bailey leaves, but that manifest a little with my Bailey's. I'm my ancestors, baby. So I give them everything that they gave me. Yeah. So I can't be stopped. Manifested everything gives me props. I'm spiritually rounded while I'm on the top. My spirit's surrounded, so I'll never drop, drop.